My friends, welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries and welcome to December. The episode for the first week of December is entitled, Do Not Be Afraid. We read this phrase in the Bible repeatedly. God in his word is constantly asking us not to fear. And the reason for that is that if we have a relationship with him, we can trust him. God is a good father who loves to take care of his people. And the best news about trusting God is that he's not only willing to take care of us, but he indeed is more than able to take good care of his people. Matthew chapter 1 is the first time we read this phrase, do not be afraid in the New Testament. I think it is symbolic that the first emotion we see man experiencing in Genesis is fear. Adam and Eve hid from God because they were afraid. And here in the New Testament, when Jesus is about to be born, to remedy the mistake that Adam and Eve made, God tells men, do not be afraid. Go with me to Matthew chapter 1, and we will read verses 18 through 28, which say, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what it is conceiving her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. As I'm sure you are familiar with the story, I will not go into too much detail, but it is always amazing to see God in action. We see him here taking care of every detail of his plan. For example, Mary did not conceive Jesus until she was engaged to marry Joseph. I am sure that God had been working in the hearts of these two young people for them to be able to carry out his plan. Mary had to be willing to risk her life in obedience, and Joseph had to be willing not to expose Mary's secret, because if he did, he would have condemned her and the child to death. By law, Mary could have been stoned to death if she had been found pregnant before moving in with Joseph. However, although Joseph did not want to expose Mary, he did not intend to take her as his wife which will have thrown out the window God's plans not only for the birth of the Savior, but also for his entire life. Therefore, after Joseph made plans to leave Mary alone, God intervened, and in a dream, an angel told Joseph not to be afraid to bring Mary to his house as his wife. Being the good, God-fearing man that he was, he did it as soon as he woke up, but that was no easy task. It was customary in those days to bring your wife to your parents' house. 
As soon as a couple will get engaged, the young man will start building a room within his family compound and sometimes inside his parents' own home for him and his new bride. By bringing Mary to his home, Joseph was also putting his family's reputation in danger because, as you know, a pregnancy is not easy to hide. Joseph's decision also meant complications within the family structure. How was he going to explain to his parents Mary's pregnancy without them accusing them of sleeping together before their wedding was official? Nevertheless, Joseph trusted God and brought Mary home. Joseph's decision was a big step of faith, but he did not know that God was working behind the scenes to protect him and his new family. God made it possible for the young couple to leave their hometown when they traveled about 80 miles to fulfill Caesar Augustus' decree. Joseph probably volunteered to represent the family and took Mary with him, who, by the way, did not have to accompany him, but was willing to make the arduous journey to Bethlehem. I am sure the trip represented great physical and financial pain for this young couple. To make this worse, but to fulfill the plan of God, they, despite having relatives in town, were unable to find a more suitable place for Mary to give birth than a manger, which was probably just a cave in which people would keep their animals during the winter. No wonder God had to tell Joseph not to be afraid. The Bible does not give us many details about Jesus' birth. We do not know if Mary and Joseph were alone or if Mary had a midwife, but what we do know is that after the baby was born, they had visitors. For shepherds had seen angels announcing Jesus' birth and came to worship their king. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 11 tells us, And there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Did you notice that the angel of the Lord, the first thing that he told the shepherds was not to be afraid because the Bible tells us that they were terrified of what they saw. Now, I understand their fear. It was probably the first time these shepherds saw an angel. And I am sure the glory of the Lord shining around them was also unknown to them. Is it not sad that even when this angel had the best news anyone had ever heard, until that moment, scares those people to death. My friends, fear is so much in our hearts that even when God wants to bless us, we fear. If you are like me, I am sure you have heard many sermons about fear. Every time I hear one of them, I make it a point not to live in fear. But the truth is that if we are going to live fearless lives, we have to do more than not want to be afraid. Recently, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me about my heart being a vessel. We accumulate emotions or feelings and memories in it. The Holy Spirit has been teaching me that to get rid of an emotion that I have kept and that has been growing in my heart, I cannot just throw it out or rip it out of my heart. I need to replace it with its opposite. 
For example, if I'm going to get rid of rejection, I have to replace it with acceptance. If I want to get rid of fear, I need to replace it with faith. I need to replace fear with trust in God, which is faith. That is the only way to remove something negative that we have been keeping in our hearts. We need to take it out and immediately replace it with its opposite. Therefore, the first step in getting rid of fear is to identify it and be willing to live without it. But then we must replace it with confidence that God is greater than what we fear and that he will defeat our adversary for us. But even if God decides not to defeat it, even if he decides that it is good for us to go through difficult times, God will walk with us through them. Therefore, we have nothing to fear. Let me give you an example of both scenarios. Mary and Joseph faced their fears by living together despite what people will say or think because they knew God will protect them. Their trust was in God. They took off to Jerusalem even when they knew how hard the trip would be. They trusted God to protect them on their way, to provide for them, and to give Mary the strength to travel. None of that was for sure, but they trusted God. The shepherds were afraid because they did not know if that angel wanted to kill or bless them. My friends, sometimes we have gone through so much pain that we live with PTSD or post-traumatic stress and we live afraid of change. Most people stay in terrible situations because they fear that things might get worse instead of better if they get out of them. Let me share a personal testimony or a lesson I learned at the beginning of this year. In the last few years of her life, Gigi, my dog, went blind. But even in her blindness, she lived a happy life, except when I had to take her to the vet or to the groomers. She hated both places. In the last few months of her life, I would only take her to four places, her vet, her groomers, the park she loved, and my parents' house. The last two places were her favorite places on earth. The sad thing was that every time I would put her in my car, she would start shaking for fear of going to the places she hated. Even when we were on our way to the park or to my parents, she would shake because she never knew where we were going. It would break my heart to see her shaking because even when I would take her to the vet or the groomers, it was for her good. She always felt better after visiting both places, but still she was afraid. The last time I took her to my parents when I put her in my car, the Lord told me, that is how you react with me when I take you through new experiences. You allow fear to come into your heart because you do not trust me. As ashamed as I was, I had to admit that the Lord was right. God has never taken me anywhere for my destruction or pain because even when I have been in painful places, He has been with me. Even painful places have always become blessings to me. However, child of God, I had to repent because I somehow allowed a lack of trust or fear to enter my heart regarding new experiences that God was giving me. Since we are getting to the end of this year, whether 2022 has been a beautiful or a challenging year for you, I felt in my heart that it was a good idea to tell you, do not be afraid. Like Mary and Joseph, you might have to be obedient and have to trust God every day for protection, provision, or guidance in this season of your life. But you can trust God. He knows exactly where you are 
and what you need, not only today or tomorrow, but also five years from now. He has you covered. On the other hand, maybe you are at the beginning of a new adventure, a new season in life, and might be hesitant to take bold steps because you have never been where you are. I feel that for many of you, what is ahead is nothing but the best news of your life. Luke 2 verse 14 tells us, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those of whom his favor rests. On you, my dear friend, God's favor rests. There is nothing but peace ahead of you. Trust your God. For information about our ministry, to register for our Word of the Week, or to share with us your prayer requests, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com.